What's up? I got a new setup. I have that. Uh, I have this arm now. This uh, for my <laughs> for my mic. So now it's just there. I have my hands free. You know, you know what I mean. Like the professional podcasts, like Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan specifically. It's like this arm that moves. <laughs> hey, buddy, how about you uh, bring that sucker up? To, bring that sucker up right there, right there. That's what Joe Rogan always says. Oh, why is it falling? Oh, oh Lord, Lord Almighty. Ugh, give me a second here. This is cool though. I have it in a very odd position. But yeah, I'm fucking legit now. You ever heard this song uh Secreto de de Amor? Some shit like that? Secreto de Amor. It's a bachata version song. I'd play it, but I'm playing it in my earphones right now. That's one of the things I started doing. As I'm recording the podcast, I'm actually listening to music, getting in the zone. Um because I thought it was annoying if it was if it was like in the background. So that's that's a change. I want to do a podcast with one of my friends. Uh I actually want to do it with several of my friends just to have people on. I think it'll be much funner. I think yeah, that's where this is going, definitely. The thing is that I need another mic cuz I do I mean I only have one. The other one is Daniel's. So I'm going to have to buy another one. But I think that's where it would go because I enjoy doing the the podcast alone sometimes, but I I want some some substance. So not some substance. I want I want a partner. I've realized that everything's more like a dance, you know. Uh, podcasting is like a dance. What else was I thinking was like a dance? Other things as well. Am I breathing into the mic here? I might be. Bear with me. This is new. I think I am. Anyway, tomorrow, uh, it's it's in the middle of South by Southwest right now, and tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna go see Tim Ferriss again for the for, for the second time. If you don't know who Tim Ferriss is, uh, just a fantastic podcaster slash author slash entrepreneur slash fucking one of the most interesting men in the world. I'd put him up there. If it's not me, it's it's him. <laughs> and uh two years ago it was south by southwest and we were walking around south by southwest um downtown austin i checked it and i knew he in his podcast he always talked about how much he loves south by southwest so i randomly checked on that day let's see if he's in town and i looked at his twitter and he posted a tweet like i'm gonna be here at this time at this venue Hope to see you guys there. So I go downtown Austin. I don't have a South by Southwest pass. And it's at like the Austin Convention Center or some shit like that. And we, I, I tra- I'm with my friends and I track him down. We track him down. He's on the second floor and he's about to sign books. And I'm like, oh shit. And I want to, he's like literally a 20 second walk from me. Like I'm looking at him from far away and I'm like, I have to go fucking see him. And as I'm walking towards him, a security guard stops me and he's like, sir, you can't enter this area unless you have a pass. What? I'm right here, bro. I got to see this guy. This is like my inspiration. This is my mentor. You motherfucker. I have to see this guy. And I'm like, really? Like, Oh man, I forgot my pass. Like, and he's like, sir, you're going to need a pass. And, and and I was like, really? Like, and how, how do I get a pass? And I was just, I was, just, I just kept talking because he, he was telling me also, yeah, you need to go downstairs. 
He was right at the stairs, right at the escalator. He was like, you need to go downstairs. And I just kept talking and saying bullshit. So like, where do I buy a pass? Because I just wanted to look at Tim Ferriss. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe it's fucking him. He's like, sir, please leave right now. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I go downstairs and I'm like, fuck. I have to fucking, I, I'm still going to see this guy. And um, I'm like, fuck it, guys. I'm going to go through the through an elevator. We go through an elevator because he's on the second floor. Let's go through the back. But you can't go on the second floor with the elevator or some shit like that. I don't know what it was. Um, but we got onto the third floor. Tim Ferriss is on the second floor. We couldn't get on the second floor through the elevator, but we get to the third floor. And I'm like, fuck, there's no, like, stairs on the third floor. From the third floor to the second floor, there probably was, now that I'm thinking about it. But um, I find a guy who's just sitting there, and I'm like, bro, look, this is weird. He's got to pass. I'm like, dude, this is weird. He's, like, about my age, too. But I really need to meet someone downstairs, and I don't have a pass. (laughs) I'm going to give you my phone if I can borrow your fast. Not give you my phone. You can hold on to my phone as security. I'm not going to leave my phone. I just need to go see this guy, and then I'll be back. Please, bro. I know this is weird. And he looks at me. He's like, um, it's because I work here, man. I'm not supposed to, like, you know, give my pass. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Actually, would you at least come with me so that, and, like, pretend we're together and maybe they won't ask for my pass he's like yeah we'll do that so we go on the elevator and then this time we can go to this on the second floor it was weird I, I just think i i didn't press the button anyways i go to the second floor with this random guy my friends stay on the third floor and um he uh yeah we get we get in the line because tim ferris is signing books we get in the line where he's signing books that's as soon as we get off the elevator that's where it leads us. It leads us to the line. And I'm like, oh, shit, we're in the line. We're going to fucking meet Tim Ferriss. This guy's with me, and we're just making small talk. And a security guard comes around checking passes. And he sees me. He's like, where's your pass? Oh, I left it upstairs. He's like, you got to get the fuck out of here. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I'll just go through the front. What I meant by go through the front is pass the entire line and pass right by Tim Ferriss. And then I'll go out. And he's like, no, 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 no. You have to go out through the back. I was like, fuck. So again, back to square one. My friends look at me. I go back to the third floor and my friends are like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know, man. Well, I do know the guy just saw that I didn't have a pass. They're like, fuck. And I'm like, I'm not done, guys. I go down to the first floor. I find an elevator on the other side of the building. And this time I go straight to the second floor. And um, this leads me to like a room that is that has like a like a cloth as soon as you open the, the the elevator door opens there's just like a not a wall but a makeshift wall with a cloth and i just go right through that and it leads me right to where tim ferris was it leads me to like the book signing passing all the security and i'm like fuck and i'm pretending i'm looking at books and like people are buying books and tim ferris is literally like 10 feet away from me but he's not looking at me because he's signing the fucking books and he's paying attention to these people and i was thinking of saying like hey tim (laughs) but nah because that would take away from the moment if i was getting a book signed by tim ferris i would say fuck that guy who took my time from tim ferris so i just took a weird selfie where tim is signing books and i'm just right there right next to him and i thought you know this is gonna be a good uh a good picture that i'm gonna be able to show him 
to show him when I'm on his show in a few years. And now it's a few years. Not on his show yet. But still, it's coming. It's coming. And now tomorrow, Tim Ferriss is having a private screening of this movie that he supported at one of the Alamo draft houses. And I wake up at 5 in the morning. You know this. Tim Ferriss lives here. He sends out his... Every Friday, he sends out a newsletter called the... What is it called? The fucking Five Bullet Friday. And on the Five Bullet Friday, he's like, Hey, by the way, I'm having this event tomorrow, which is Saturday. And um, there's only like 100 tickets. So if it says no tickets available, it's because it's sold out. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm reading this at like 6 a.m. And uh, and I immediately go to the link and there's still tickets available. And I'm like, no fucking way. So I bought two tickets and tomorrow Tim Ferriss is going to fucking be there. Hopefully I get to shake the man's hand. I sound, I sound like such a fucking fangirl, but let me check. Let me check if um, I need to check if if they're still available. Because if they're still available, if tickets are still available, I'm, I don't feel that special. But if they're not, then I feel very special. Let's see, Five Bullet Friday. He said, um, if you happen to be in Austin, Texas, I'm hosting a private screening of of Trip of Compassion tomorrow afternoon. Click here to buy a ticket. If it says unavailable, it means the event is sold out. There are roughly about 100 tickets available. Sold out. Fuck yeah. You already know. You already know. Fuck yeah. It's definitely sold out. Benefits of waking up at 5 in the morning, right? But here's another thing. Here's another thing I realized. Um, I've, I've been asking myself, what's the next step? And, and you know, the Tim Ferriss approach to this is don't worry about what the next step is. Just see what, what, um, what interests you and try as many things as possible. See what sticks. That's the next step will show up on its own. And I've taken that approach before. And that's what I'm taking. That's the approach I'm kind of taking right now. Not really. No, no, I'm not. I'm lying. That's the approach I took before, and that's what's led me to where I am. What do I mean? I took that approach when I was doing dancing, I was doing yoga, I was doing the recovery lab, I was doing the Onnit gym, which is like um, CrossFit type of deal classes. Um, I was doing meditation. You know, I was just doing everything, waking up at 5 in the morning. And what stuck was a few things, yoga, um, going to the gym, uh meditation and that's that's about it you know and it's not about what i what one of the things that i realized that i've been doing the, for the for a large part of my life and i think it's all because i was doing things unconsciously i started doing things more consciously is is that no, no, i don't have to do everything now you know the 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 love for doing something will come on come at the right time. And I've seen that with working out in the in high school I remember that I wanted to be well my thing was that I wanted to just have an amazing body. You know? But it's like I was missing so much more. There was a misunderstanding of the other reason why I should be working out. You know that that's that's why I I don't think I ever worked out consistently. And now that I'm working out consistently and I'm doing yoga and kettlebell swings and all these different types of things, it's because my perspective has changed so much on that thing that I really want to do. It's it's a more pure perspective. It's not that I want 
the the physical body which is yes of course give me the body but it's more than that it's 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 a greater understanding of this is necessary this is necessary to my life this is what i need this is who i am you know and so right now in these past few weeks this past week actually i felt a little, i felt a little lost wondering what i should do next um wondering how i could be the my most authentic self which means uh that real caesar that that caesar that lives in my mind that is uh it's just so smooth with everything and and not afraid of making mistakes because knowing that 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 just by trying there's no there's no like what am i trying to say here you can't i can't end up worse than i already was that's the caesar that lives in my head it's it's like this do you get me it's this smooth caesar that tries different things and he's already living the life that he's dreamt of and the only thing stopping me from me and that caesar which is is myself and so i was listening to this comedian talk about uh comedy uh, that's the art that he loves right doing comedy and he talks about when when i realize that i don't that i'm not really entitled to anything um when i when i stop doing everything for a desired result and just started doing it for the pure love of comedy that's when everything started happening to me that's when that's when like all the doors started opening up for me he tell and this comedian andrew schultz is talking to joe rogan when he's telling him this and and he's he tells joe rogan i think that's the key to like life bro i think that's the key to the universe and joe rogan which is he's like 20 years older he's like he's like yeah i think i think i think that's that's it too that from from nothingness this is what he said from nothingness comes everything and uh you know certain things you hear just kind of resonate with you and they stick with you and this was one of those things which and when, when i hear one of those things that resonates with me I listen to it over and over on repeat because it's like, it's like I found something that I, that resonates with me, that, that sparks is sparking this fire inside me, but I kind of don't understand why, you know, it's like, what, wait, what the fuck do I have in front of me? Like, what is this? What is this? Why is this calling me so much? Why is this making me fucking excited? I don't even know why I'm excited, but I'm excited about hearing this. You know, when when I he hear something that that ha causes that reaction inside of me, I like drill in. And I thought about when I was in Thailand and, and I was meditating with the monk. And he was telling me like this thing about universe, true self and and. Uh, and talking about fear and why you get distracted while meditating. Um, something is just, I think that's what they, I mean, monks, they try to achieve that, right? They, 
That's, that's why they become monks, because they wanted to let go of everything and have unattachment. Um, unattachment to, like, all things so that they can reach this, like, place of... It's not like a heaven, but, I mean, I, I guess awakening. I don't know. I'm probably butchering why they do it, but they do it for some reason like that. And, and, and I think that's what we all want in our own way. I don't think... Like, I don't think you have to become a monk. And I think you could do it in this country and with, like, whatever whatever interests you really, really calls you. You know, for this comedian, it was comedy. I don't know what calls me yet, I, th- I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what calls me. Um, I, I haven't found, I mean, maybe I have. Maybe it's right in front of me and I, and I can't see it. But but this thing about from from nothingness comes everything was something big because because I talk about trying not to have expectations, but me myself, um, when I heard that I I realized that I had a shit ton of expectations. I expect myself. I expect that I'm gonna be the most interesting man in the world. I expect that I'm gonna be extremely rich, billionaire. I expect that I'm going to be financially free. I expect that I'm going to date and have these amazing love stories with the most beautiful and most interesting women in the world. You know how, like, yeah, this is all big ego stuff that comes from, like, my childhood and stuff, and I carried on. I realize that now. But it's also because I'm a big dreamer, and I, I, I refuse to just be mediocre but this is all this all creates i think that caesar that is standing in the way you yeah yeah you want all those things but the reason the question is why right why do you want them no the question isn't even why no i'm wrong it's just you want all these things but i mean maybe it is why well why you don't even know why you just because maybe you think you'll feel better that's it you'll feel you think you'll feel better in the having of it and that's abraham hicks always says that i think a lot of people have said that so what's so then what is my fucking purpose if if it's not dreaming big and fucking you know dreaming as big as i can and making my life into like a real life movie Living the fantasy that people apparently nobody lives. What is what is the point of life? Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, I say wow because I'm like, I always come to this. I'm always like, what's the fucking point? But this is good because I guess this is the only question that I really have to answer, or does it need an answer? Um. I know there's something here. This is this is the, the thing that I come back to all the time. So there's something here. There's definitely something here. Why? Why am I doing all this? No, why am I dreaming? Why do I want to? Why? Why? Because I want to feel better than I already feel right now. I want to feel like amazing. I want to feel like I'm on top of the world all the time. That's why I want to be a billionaire. That's why I want to have these amazing love stories with amazing people because 
because I want to feel better. Yeah. Okay, that's the reason why. But but then um why? <laughs> why do you want to feel that way? Uh, because well, what the fuck else matters? The way you feel. That's all that matters, right? Huh. But but if I feel but then I've and I think I've always known this problem. I think I've always seen this problem. I've just kind of brushed it off with my big dreams, you know? And, and it started in Thailand when I almost fucking drowned. Remember that story? I almost drowned. And then I realized like, oh shit, like just having traveling all the time and having all this money doesn't really fucking matter if you have nobody to experience these experiences with. Um, but even before that, I think it was, it, I just never bothered to analyze it. It was just these dreams were from the ego, you know, there was from like, oh, I want to be better than everyone else. That's, that's it. That's really it. That's really it. I want to be so different and so better than everyone else that everyone else looks at me and they they um they look at Caesar and they want to be Caesar. They want they want they wonder what did he do that I didn't. You know? Um I'm not saying that I didn't consciously think of these things like um oh, I'm going to be a billionaire because because I want to be like better than that i want to make other people feel that they're not as good as me no no that wasn't the thought process behind it when i created these dreams the thought process was that i want to stand out i you know i just and it wasn't even a thought process it it all happened subconsciously it's like i want to feel better you know if we go back to little young caesar in high school i want to feel better and how do i feel better in the future or how do I feel better right now? By having bigger dreams than everyone else. And by being better than everyone else in the future. Being like one of a kind, you know? Uh, kind of got lost in my own thought right there. I was talking about Thailand. What was my point? Well, yeah, this is something that I've... Oh, that, that I've been brushing off, which is... Which is the fact that even though, like, if I re reach all these dreams, say you have a billion, billions of dollars, beautiful women, <laughs> like the, that, the amazing love stories, amazing relationships, right? Uh, just this grand life with adventure and, and, and all the fucking yachts and all the cars and all the fucking do whatever you want, whenever you want with whoever you want. You know what? Thinking about it. If I really think about it, there's still something fucking missing. There really is. And I can see it right now. It's clear as fucking day. I don't know what it is, but it's fucking missing i'll tell you that much i think about yeah okay i have a billion dollars i have a i have a audi r8 i have the fucking tesla big ass house drive that shit around uh, all right yeah, yeah yeah awesome friends doing awesome shit um take my friends out all the time to like all these places like we fly them out to like we all go to vegas together we have crazy nights a big wedding because i fell in love or and and everybody, I fly everyone out. Oh shit, the chair right in that crack. Um, and there's still something missing. And I think my speculation, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's this 
Maybe there's always something missing with with this attachment, you know? Maybe the, you're always going to want something more. Or maybe it is that, that, uh, maybe it's that, that you, maybe you have to, maybe I have to find what I love doing. I, when when Joe Rogan says that he loves comedy and that he would it's the number one thing he would do if he if he had to choose from all his jobs he says this all the time um and he only, he can only do one job he says without without a doubt and without hesitation it would be stand up comedy um and when he talks about it, I can, I truly believe that this, that is what he loves. Like that, that's actually, he, that's actually what he loves doing. Sometimes people that I know tell me that, no, actually, never mind. You, you, you can just tell right away if somebody tells you that they love what they're doing. You can tell that they love, like this is what they're going to do. Uh, I haven't found that. Uh, do I have to find that? Uh, but maybe that's the missing piece. And, and you know, as I was talking about, uh, the dreams, like, uh, the, uh, like all the cars and like whatever, the fuck, the money, the billion dollars, and yachts and shit. I realized that shit really is what I would get bored of first. And then I started talking about a grand wedding and, like, falling in love. And I kind of paused there because, actually, I think that's part of it, too. Um, and it represents it represents more than just falling in love with one person. It's uh, having a community of people that you love truly love friends family uh just people you know acquaintances employees that one of you know relationships multiple relationships not not at the same time maybe at the same time who knows you know <laughs> who knows what crazy shit future caesar's gonna whip up but that community of love I think that's also part of it. You know, I think, yeah, definitely part of it. That, something that you love. And I guess with some giving back, right? Yeah, definitely giving back. That's that's definitely part of it. Um, being a part, um, being somebody who brings value to the world. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've known this. Yeah. You have to, I have to bring some sort of value. How am I going to bring that value? And and the, and I see that. Uh, I mean, the reason I love Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss, two podcasters and amazing human beings, the most interesting men that I see in my world, um, is is because yeah, they've they've accomplished so much. But I I see myself in them too. Like I see, I'm like, oh fucking, I think that way too. Um, and it was, it's, it's things that 
like without trying it's like i feel like that's how who they are and that's who i am too like certain things that they believe ways they they act ways they think um and tim ferris right now in this point of his life because they ask him um he has a lot of q a's on his podcast so he calls people and he's like what can I answer for you and they ask him well after all the success that you've reached you know you've been a four you've been a new york times bestseller four times you've invested in you've been been an early investor in companies like uber and uh, other big ass companies you've had successful the successful podcast you know you've had all these amazing things uh, you've had great success in your career what brings you fulfillment now and and the way tim tim asks i mean answers that is is now is it's 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 about how is he bringing value to the world and how is he solving problems that affect his life and he knows that by by these problems affecting his life and being problems in his life they must also be problems in thousands if not millions of other people's lives and that's what keeps him fulfilled and and again this is part of me my yes it's part of my ego wanting to be different than everyone in my age right now but i want to uh, this mentality that tim ferris and and joe rogan have um the reason i listen to them so much is because they've gone through entire lives you know with mistakes and lessons and by listening to them now they're giving me the knowledge that they gained through 50 and 40 years of life and not only any life, but extraordinary lives, you know? And by adopting the mentalities that they already have, I adopt the mentality of somebody who's lived 50 or 40 years. And from then on, just stack upon that. I feel like it's my duty. I don't know why. I feel, I feel, I really do feel like that's part of what I have to do. I feel like partly i'm here as a phenomenal student yeah i mean a student and a master i think we all are a student and a master and i think i'm here to learn from the greatest uh and the next words that, that come to my mind is to be the greatest but again that's we've already discussed how that's like my ego but that's my own mentality. I, I, I believe I'm here to learn from the greatest, to raise the bar on what is great. But, 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 but. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got right now. As in, what do I do next? Why am I doing what I'm doing? For some reason, even though after I said that, I'm here to learn from the greatest, to raise the bar on what greatness is. Uh, for some reason, I still feel that I have to let everything go. And and that, it's like a paradox in my mind, you know, because on the one hand is 
I want, I have to let everything go. But why would you let everything go? So that I can have everything. Like, that makes no sense in my mind. I mean, it makes sense, but it just kind of seems like, ah, you fucking with yourself, Caesar. You fucking with yourself. You're going to let everything go. And why are you letting everything and all attachment go? It's so that I can have everything. <laughs> but what the fuck? You're confused. I'm confused. That's that's how my brain is working right now. Um, let everything go. And everything comes to you. It's kind of like, I could, but the thing that I that I fear that I that I'm going to be doing, is, it's kind of like a thing like. Um. Go to sleep, Caesar. You go to sleep. And then you feel better, or go to sleep and then you dream. You know what I don't want to be doing is, pretending like you know you're you're in bed. And you're closing your eyes and you're like, all right, I'm asleep, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. And then you, you can still open an eye and I'm, I'm asleep. Am I dreaming it? Am I dreaming it? You know, you, that's that's the hard, that's the work, I guess, because the hard part is not the hard. I don't want to say hard, but yeah, the the work is in letting go, right? In the letting yourself go to sleep, I guess. Go to sleep. You got to let go completely. You can't fake it. You can't just close your eyes and. All right, all right, it's all coming. It's all coming. It's all coming. All the dreams are coming. All the dreams. Then once you go to sleep, it becomes this, like you just you just go to sleep. You let go. And in psychedelics, LSD, was it LSD or, uh, and, and shrooms, mushrooms? Um, that kind of happens. It's weird. It's a, it's a, it's like there's parts when you just kind of like let go and seemingly smoothly without effort just transition into like these huge mental experiences into you're 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 at one point you're here and the next smoothly so smoothly as if as if the now, right now, what we're experiencing was just a thought. You're transported into another world. It's wild. You know, and that's what happens in, when you start dreaming, right? The dream now becomes the reality. And the reality of you being in bed and falling asleep was just maybe a memory. Or not even, and not, it didn't even exist. You know, you don't even remember it in the dream. Sometimes on psychedelics, you you're, you're transition smoothly into this mental experience. Oh, wait, now I'm here. You're in another world, your own, your own world. And, and sometimes you remember, wait, wasn't I just, no, I've always been here. It's weird. It's weird. I try to grasp this. It's, I mean, I think you might have already grasped it, but you it's like this reality that you're thinking of right now and how you think of your dreams. It's it's flipped. It's like reality becomes like the the thing that wasn't ever real. And the dream world, the psychedelic world becomes what has always been real. Boom. And that's what I think is going to happen with the letting go. Yeah. 
think so. You know, there's, there's going to be a point and it's going to be a, it's going to be work, of course. Maybe not work, maybe reflection. It's going to take intention. That's what's going to, that's what it's going to take to have that real legit letting go. But once you do let go, it's going to be a seamless transition because my worry is that my ego will always be there and I'll get to the other side and be like, Hey, I tricked everything. And like, I've always been here. The ego's been here and we got everything we wanted. And I think that's impossible. I think that's impossible. And what I think is going to happen is, is I don't, I'm not trying to let go of my ego. I say, I talk about the ego as if it's a bad thing. I think you can live in harmony with it. I think it's necessary. But it's going to be a seamless transition from becoming the person that let everything go and does things purely with a pure intention, not with any underlying like want or desire. Everything's just done because of the purity of what you're doing. And I'm going to think of this old Caesar, the Caesar that I am now, the one with desires and wants. These, you know, this very big ego. Oh, and and um, or maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's it. This big, just a big, big ego and desires. And I'm gonna think of them as kind of a dream. Like oh, yeah, that's kind of like a thought. I was a thought, you know. The the, I'm gonna become the other Caesar. And there's no like trickery. There's no hiding the ego and then just Trojan horsing it, you know, you know, the fucking Trojan horse and then just ah boom, ego I'm back. Whoa <laughs> And and it's not getting rid of the ego either. It's I think it's it's uh putting to rest the war the battles that I have with my ego. I think where it all becomes just in sync harmony you know the ego's there but it kind of just flows with everything you feel me i feel like you don't feel me i know it's hard to explain but i get it, it just flows with everything it just flows with who i truly am there you go no more clashing that's that's where we're heading well Wake up every night here in this bed. But yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on. Um, ah, felt good. That felt real good. Hopefully, I felt good for you. To where the fuck is listening? I think I have like one listener. <laughs> or two or three. I think there's three. Who knows? Tomorrow, tonight, the rest of my life, I want to be the man you want me to be. Uh, it's Kane Brown. Good as you. Have a good day. <laughs>